In today's episode, we're speaking to Laura Lee Kenny. Laura Lee is an international best-selling author in Empowered Women in Business and Thrive and Prosper in 2022. She became an unstoppable woman in finance in September 2022. She is a certified financial planner for 25 years, specializing in retirement planning. She's described as holistic wealth strategist, and she helps people find multiple ways to make money and upgrade their mindset while setting and achieving their goals. Let's speak to Lurley and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I am especially excited because I have one of my friends slash clients slash colleagues slash an amazing person. So someone I'm a, I mean, I'm a big fan of her, of hers. Uh, so she's kindly, uh, finally accepted to be our guest. So welcome, Laura. Thank you very much. And yes, I do go by Laura Lai now that I've actually found documentation that my name was spelled that way it was supposed to be spelled that way but government rules anyway <laughs> so I I'm am, enjoying it yeah I, I I always call Laura Lee Laura life for some reason I always have from the beginning because we just stuck to the name but Laura everyone's heard your intro they're very you know they've heard how amazing you are but please tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do well I have the pleasure of helping and guiding clients entrepreneurs and getting their finances in order, eliminating their debt, and setting up their nest egg for future retirement and anything else they want to do. How as exciting is that? Oh, that's really stress exciting. away from them. <laughs> that's really really exciting. So I mean, I know you've been in the financial markets for such a long time. You're a veteran in this. Talk yeah. us through, Laura. Like, how did you start? And especially, you started at a time when women did not go into the financial markets at all. So it was. Um, it was a time where, you know, the, the financial advisors and all of those was, were primarily male-dominated professions. So tell, mm-hmm. Talk us through what made you go into this profession and how did it all start for you? Well, it started many, many decades ago. I was born in the late, the tail end of the baby boomer generation. Mm. And I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And some people might not even understand what that means. It just means I was not born into a wealthy family by any means. In fact, I'm one of the oldest of 12 children. Wow. And there was very few extras in life. In fact, there was a lot of things that was scraping by for our parents. And um, in the books that I've written recently, I tell a little bit about it, but Actually, we were in a four-room house while there was eight children and two bedrooms, a kitchen, and a dining room, uh, a kitchen living room area. Mm. That was it. So we'll let people uh, fill in the blanks themselves. There wasn't a lot Mm. (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. And I grew up knowing 
once you get a certain age and you go to school, we knew we were poor. And the, the way our parents survived, we call it the pioneer life, was that they had a hobby farm. And that helped out considerably with food. You know, it's not that they didn't work hard, mm. but that you have to remember you're quite a bit younger. There wasn't such a thing as credit cards and things around at that time. You paid as you went. Mm. And his, uh, my mom's parents died very young. Um, my, fa- my father's parents, um, they didn't have, ru- they had a pump inside the house. So technically they had running water in the house. Mm. We didn't. But they didn't, they didn't have the amenities either. It was very much a very pioneer life. And I always felt that and was told I had to work very hard for anything I wanted. Mm. And I thought, oh, man, I want to get out of this. I don't want to, I don't want to grow up the rest of my life poor. Mm. So I always wanted to learn more about business. And in fact, even when I was in high school, if you talk about a keener, I worked at the school cafeteria at noon to, and I got free lunch for that. I worked um, in the evenings, most evenings at the local uh, grocery store, either in the bakery or on the till. And I, I sold, if you can imagine the companies allowing this, I was the youngest female representative for a cosmetic company at age 15. I started wearing skincare and they let me join. And I did that all throughout high school. In fact, I did that for 25 years. Wow. I had a large group under me at one time. And, but I never made any amount of money because Laura Lee would give it all away Mm -hmm. for some silly reason. And I didn't understand why I didn't make any money, even though I did a lot of sales. I recruited, I mean, I had over a hundred people underneath me at one point. But I really had no money. I spent all any money I got, I spent it. And I know you understand what was going on there. I didn't. Mm. Now, I will say that for us, we were doing okay late in the later years. But when my husband and I got together, everything we owned fit into a half ton truck and it was only half full. (laughs) So we started out with nothing, Mm. (laughs) our clothes and and, a table and chairs that was given to us for a wedding present. Anyway, a lot of things. And I guess there's a tear just ran down, but that's allergies. It's it's not tears of (laughs) sadness. Anyway, uh, as I went along, I was introduced. I had always studied uh, doing income tax and studied different things. And a few things went along the way. And I had the opportunity to get into investments. And I thought, oh, finally, I can get a chance at 38 or 39 years of age to really get a chance to understand mm. what, how to make some better money how to make some better business decisions. I just did income tax um, where we did some, put some money for our RSPs put away. And later on, I found out that we really did some really great things for ourselves without very little knowledge. But when I got into the investment industry, it was amazing to me of all of a sudden how much easier it was for me because I didn't have to ask clients for money. Mm. Isn't that interesting that yeah. I was like, because the fund companies and the insurance companies paid me mm. unless a business paid me to go and teach clients. 
um, teach them, get them ready for retirement. And mm-hmm. some fun com- some companies, some businesses did do that, uh, which was quite interesting. And and I'll back up just a little bit if you want to ask me something before I get into the investment part. So I'm just thinking, you know, when you did go into that sort of environment, which was, I know this is going back for quite a number of years. So it was heavily male dominated. How did you work on your on your mindset? How did you approach the idea? And I know for a fact that you're coming at the other end of baby boomers. So this chauvinistic mindset around what's possible for women and what they should or should not be doing, uh, you know, was still quite, you know, quite prevalent. So how did you deal with that chauvinistic um, attitude towards you? Like, you know, why are you doing here? You know, I'm sure there were plenty of colleagues who thought, this is no place. Colleagues, family thought, oh, she must be doing real estate and nothing wrong with real estate. I wasn't smart enough to get into that. But they thought, I had to be doing real estate because God forbid, um, you're not smart enough to do that. You didn't go to college. You don't have a master's in math. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Anyway, many things. When I would go to a meeting and if say there was a hundred people in the room, we were lucky if there was five women and mm-hmm. I say if. So yes, very male dominated. I was blessed to be around some people that were open-minded mm-hmm. and it was interesting, I think, because I had seven brothers that toughened me up quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> so, you, so you had to approach men who are, you know, being in that dominant environment. And I'm just curious to work out because, you know, when I look upon you, you are very soft and very feminine. When we mm-hmm. think of in the 80s, you know, you know, women going in and being in these environments, they were very masculine and in your face and alpha females and really go, 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 kind of, you know, like almost like the female version of men, right? And they had they had taken on their masculine energy rather than, you know, going back into feminine energy. Tell, talk me through, how did you remain so feminine? And that's With a great that, thing, by the I way. I just, yeah. Oh, yes. And I realize it more so now. I didn't then. Mm. But it was interesting. I Most of my clients were male. Mm. When I got into the industry, they said, Lorley, who do you think you're going to help? And I said, well, I don't think the men are going to listen to me. But so it'll probably be women. And they told me, give or take five years. Okay. Within two years, 90% of my clients were male. And they were at least 20 to 30 years older than me. Mm. It, it was really, nobody believed it at first until they looked at the stats. But one of my clients, uh, and part of it, I showed them that I did what I suggested they do. Right. And I really don't, I really pride myself on not talking down to people. Mm. I want to show them what's possible for them by just doing a few tweaks. If I could take the average person and make them financially independent, that was my goal. Mm. It depending on what they made or their mindset themselves, um, how much how much information they took from me. But I never suggested anybody to do anything that I wasn't prepared to do myself. Mm. And I showed them. I said, this is me. We're having an interview. You're interviewing me as much as I'm interviewing you. Yes, I have these credentials. And if you think well, you want to go the next step that you want to work with me, I will show you what I've done. And most of them, they all knew what we made in the household. They might not have known my income, but they knew where my husband worked. You know, he he worked at the power plant. Everybody knew per hour what the different people made. Mm. 
So they wanted to know how you could have money put away and still live the lifestyle that we were doing. Because mm. I have to admit, and I've admitted to you before, that I I am a spender and I like to give things away. Mm. And I had to automate stuff for myself so that it automatically got done or else that money would just float on for another bill. Something mm. else would come along to catch my eye. Yeah. So I learned to, to prioritize certain um, goals that I had because when I got into investments, I did not know I was getting into self-development. Thank heavens I did. I I didn't know who Bob Proctor was, let alone all these other giants that were out there. Like I would go to meetings and I just eager to learn. And so I would go to these conferences and they always had a motivational speaker there. And I thought, man, what a great job. You're encouraging people. You're inspiring people to want to do better for themselves. I thought, wow, how do you get that gig? That's pretty cool. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. That sounds amazing. And I'm, I'm just thinking about it then. And I want to go back to this idea. I mean, I, I think you underestimate what you achieved. And this is why I keep bringing this to your attention. By the way, I can do this because I do know you personally. Yeah. You know, we, we, I do know you a lot better than some of my guests. And I want you to understand and appreciate and then see if you can give me an answer to this. This Here's a woman in her 20s, right? Um, oh, not then. Oh, in 20, in, in 30, I was then. like 38, 39 okay. when I went so back here, to school. Okay, so here's a woman in her 30s, okay? Um, uh, late 30s, early 40s. She's, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder with, uh, you know, with men in a male-dominated profession. Most of her clients are actually men. doesn't matter how and what it is because of the, the level of service to provide the referral system. That works. I understand that. I just want to understand how does a woman remain in her feminine energy does not go in and copy and embody the the masculine energy of the of the men in the department because that's the that's the that's the way to be and remains true to herself and provides an honest service you know and 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 still remains happy and um cheerful and optimistic these are qualities which you take for granted in yourself yet in that time frame so this is you know going again a few years ago now how does that how does that how does that happen how how does a woman you know who you know who allow herself to be to be herself to be a woman and accept that she's a woman and remains in a feminine energy and gets results which are equal to if not better than a male counterpart that's where that's the mindset i'm after when they're doing nowadays, I'm not denying that there's still a gender gap and there's issues to be done, but it's a lot better now. 2022 mm. is a lot different to, you know, to, to the 90s and the 2000s and, you know, the, 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 mm. whatever have you. And going back 80s is even worse, but, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, it's, it, there's a different, it was a different market. And I remember because mm. I was in the legal department, in, in the legal field in the, in the, mm. in the, two, in the 2000s. And, even then, they, you know, it, it, there was lots of females coming, but because I was in banking finance, that was heavily male dominated. This is why I can, yes. I can relate to you. Yeah. 
And here's my question to you. How, you know, how did you work on your mindset? How did you think, you know what, I'm equal to that man. I can do, I, I, obviously, after a few, a couple of years, your results spoke for themselves. But when you were first starting out, how did you work on your mindset? How do you instill the self-belief that I can do this just as well as that man can? Well, it was interesting. Some people felt I bit off more than I could chew. That's a, a, a statement here. Yeah. And I just looked at it that I wanted to do better for myself and my friends and anybody that I took on. And if I could do that honorably and act, you know, efficiently and, you know, do the best for them, then I could hold my head high. Because let me tell you, you know yourself, there's mm -hmm. more con artists, more I say there's more trouble in three-piece suits than anywhere else at yeah. times. Yes, and I so I knew, always knew I could hold my head high because I never looked to see what I would get paid by any one company when I was presenting a proposal to somebody. I, In fact, I got paid double from some companies than I even suspected I would. And I went, something's wrong with my paycheck here. They're going to they're going to want some money back. And they were like, no, Lorley, that's your bonus. And I'm like, really? And they thought I picked that company because I got paid this amount, which I never, ever did. And to this day, I still do not look because I wanted to know in my heart that I was doing what was best for the client because mm. that's how I wanted to be treated. And I surrounded myself by people that were good to me. And in some ways, I was hidden um, because I've had a home office almost the whole time. I could go into other offices, but the the atmosphere wasn't there. It wasn't conducive. So I really sur surrounded myself with people that I felt had the same values as me because mm. there was a ton of great people in the industry. But had I worked in the environment you did, Mm -hmm. You would have been bombarded by that masculine energy. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember one of our meetings we had one time and it came down to, it was only my first, my first year in business. I had two months, two, two months. I started October 28th. So <laughs> then, then come the next year, we're having this meeting and I guess we got our T4 slips or something like it was a little over a year past. And we got our T4 slips. And my boss told some of the male men, the males, what I earned. And I could have wrung his neck. Now, it wasn't a huge amount. But this one guy, a couple of them said something to me. And I thought, I don't know what they're getting at. Like, because they would say some snide remarks. Anyway, one of them came up to me. And I thought of him as a nice person. And he said, I hear what you made but that can't be true and i said listen you i don't need your attitude i'm new in this industry you've got years in this industry on me i don't need to hear the complaints i'm doing the best i can i'm not the only mutual fund i'm doing life insurance and safe funds in addition so i'm taking this time to really educate myself and i was working on my certified financial planning degree I said, I don't need this. I thought you were my friend. He goes, Holder. He said, <laughs> he said, I was just going to congratulate you. Well, then I felt really <laughs> stupid. But I thought he was making fun of my income because mm -hmm. it wasn't the income that they had told me. If I did this, this, and this, I would make this amount of money. Well, I I chose to not to use certain funds that paid more because I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the rules and 
things along that line. But it, it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, next time I better ask what's going on before I jump to conclusions. <laughs> yeah, I just got right defensive. I said, like, I, I don't need this baloney. <laughs> so so what I'm hearing from you is you 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 put your head down and you 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 focused on providing high quality service. And you weren't concerned about your commissions. You weren't concerned about the amount. You were concerned about how can I provide the best level of service for this client in front of me? And the rewards just took care of themselves. And this yeah, is that's how, how I look at it. And then when you were tr- being tr- in, in, that, in that way, you were able to be true to yourself, your, your identity, and provide an honest and high level, uh, high quality, high level quality of service for your clients. And this is how you ended up building a very strong practice. This is what I'm hearing, which is yeah. amazing because when you focus on just providing a service, when you focus on what can I, how can I help my clients? What can I do for you? And do it from an honest place, from, from an integral place, from a place where I just want to help. The rewards and the universe lines up to support you in ways you cannot even imagine. And this seems to be exactly what happened to you, right? Yeah, but I can remember at first, like the office said to gave us all write down three things that you want to achieve and took the sheets away from us. And they brought them back to us six months later. And I mean, this was my first real goal setting. Mm. And it wasn't what I would tell people to do nowadays. Mm. I would be much more detailed on it. But we all wrote three things down and it was very interesting. And you were to think, not just little things that you wanted. Mm-hmm. They were pretty big things for me, things that I never thought would, you know, they, they weren't, they were big dreams for me. Anyway, most of us, when we got them back, it was interesting that most of us, we accomplished two, if not three of the things that were on the list. How amazing is that? Isn't that interesting? We, they had us write them down and some of us talked a little bit about it later. Uh, one of them, I certainly didn't talk to them, to anybody in the group, because it was to be able to buy a cottage somewhere. Well, I didn't even have any money put, to put down as a down payment, I didn't believe, um, let alone what you would need to, to buy into a cottage. And, and my husband was like, I thought we were getting ready to to, to set up so that he could retire at, at age 55. I thought that was our plan, because that's what it was part of it at first, that he could get to retire early. And I could work on as long as I wanted to. And all of a sudden, with the time and interest rates adding up, it was just amazing. We looked at one another and started to look and say, you know what? Yeah, you can retire earlier if you want. But guess what? Lordly's going to have a little bit of a pension here. Mm. And a few more years later, he was like, well, I think I'm going to stay a couple more years. And I was like, damn, I'm going to have quite the nest egg for myself. He had a pension and I didn't. And let me tell you, one of my main goals, especially working with the women more so than the men, because most of the men that I worked with had a pension, was to take the stress away from them, clean up the debt and have some money so that they had choices. Because let me tell you, nobody in my life until I got to hear Bob Proctor ever say what would you love like they don't ask women that let alone most people are never asked that except for at christmas time we could ask santa for one thing that's the only time i ever remember that isn't that interesting isn't that interesting 
Okay, so on that note, we're going to wrap up now. And we, we need to we'll continue on this conversation because it's so fascinating with you in Money Talkies. But for now, um, Laura, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Well, I'm new to social media, but I'm working on that. And I have a website, plain as can be, my name. I, well, I say that. My name is com. I have an email address. It's just info at com, And that's the basic way to start. And anybody that reaches out to me, I like to send them, and this I've learned in the past few years, I do a, a meditation recording for them to ask them to open up their minds and be open to receiving abundance. Because let me tell you, when this little girl couldn't accept a compliment from somebody, you knew I was not in a receiving mode. Mm -hmm. So. I'd like to say, share that with any of your guests if they if they look for it. They go on my website. They just I've got a little tab that there says "Ask for the gold." <laughs> it could say I might change it to "Ask for the money," but if they just fill that in their name and their email, I'll pop it'll pop back and they'll get a recording to, to just asking for the money. Wonderful, fantastic. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, the, the links that Laura Lee has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then that below in the description section, once again, we will have her links for you. Check her out. She is one kick-ass lady and connect with her about um, helping you with your finances. But on that note, thank you so much, Laura Lee. You've been an absolutely amazing guest. We have to have you back on my talkies, but today, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone, and a better tomorrow. And thank you for listening to me and Lorelai today. I will be back with another amazing guest, another part of feature, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.